0: Genesis chapter 21 through 25. If you're following along with us, you just completed Genesis chapter 21 through Genesis chapter 25. The reading should have taken about 20 to 25 minutes. Following our few audio recaps of Genesis chapter 21 through 25. Genesis chapter 21. There's three main pricophys in that chapter. The first one is the birth of Isaac. And it starts off with... Um, the birth of Isaac. Just like God had promised, uh, Sarah has a child, a son, and they, Abraham names him Isaac. And it says in verse 5, Abraham was a 100 years old when Isaac was born. And then we move down to the second pericope, starting in verse 8 of chapter 21, and that title is Hagar and Ishmael are sent away. So there's a, uh, a banquet going on that, that they uh, that Abraham puts on for his son Isaac and during that time his brother Ishmael remember Ishmael is the uh, Abraham's son by Hagar the servant of uh, Sarah. Ishmael's making fun of Isaac and, and uh, Sarah sees it she doesn't like it one bit and she goes to her husband and says hey I, I demand we see it in verse 11 um, I demand basically uh, that you you get rid of um, that woman Hagar and her son Ishmael and I don't want him to have any inheritance with my boy uh, Isaac so Sarah's not uh, Isaac Abraham's not very excited about that and um, he's not happy about it because it's his son but and we see in verse 11 God told Abraham don't be upset just do what Sarah tells you and so Abraham does he takes Hagar and gives her some supplies and their son um, Ishmael and they send him off and she sends him off and we see in verse um 14, then about the mid part of verse 14, it says, Then he sent her away with their son, and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Bathsheba. So she was just wandering out there, and um, at one point she just kind of gives up. She sets the boy down, and she he's crying, and she goes further away so she don't have to see him die, she's thinking. But um, in verse 17, we see an angel of, of God came down, and talks to her says hey don't be afraid in verse 17 i heard your son crying and and he opens their, Hagar's eyes and she's able to find some water and and he also the angel also tells um, our god in this case says uh, also tells Hagar a little bit about her son's going to grow up and what he's going to be like and that's the end of that precaphecy and then we get down to the final precaphecy in chapter 21 is Abraham's covenant with Abimelech if you, you might recall in verse 20, we just read about King of and, and throughout the Old Testament, you'll see the name mentioned several times of Blimelech. and it's not always the same person because of time differences. It can't be, and some of the title differences is different individuals, and just be aware of the context. In this case, it, I think it's probably the same king as from chapter 20 because it's so close in proximity to 21, but some. Some experts think maybe that's just a, a, like a title of the king, and it could be a different person. Whether it is or not, it doesn't really matter. But Abimelech comes to Abraham with his commander, army commander, and, and he's noticed that Abraham's been blessed. It says in verse 22, God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do. So Abimelech wants to make a, a treaty with Abraham. And so they discuss a whale that's in question. Abraham brings it up, and they talk about that a bit. And they they basically make this covenant or treaty. It says in verse 32, after making their covenant, Ebersheba, Abimelech, and his commander, uh, they basically return home. It says they return home to the Philistines. So that's that's a bit of an interesting statement there by itself. So that's basically the end of chapter 21. Genesis chapter 22 is a very famous story in the Bible. Most people who have been to church or Sunday school, have heard this over the years, but it's the story, and the whole chapter is about Abraham's faith tested. That's the pericope. So it's a story about um, God coming to Abraham and giving him some instructions. Um, and we're told in uh, uh, verse 2, where God says, He come to Abraham and says, Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, not Ishmael, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I'll show you. So that's the the setup there. And from after that, we learn of some of the logistics where Abraham gets Isaac and the supplies he needs and some of his men, they head out on a, a three-day journey to Moriah. And uh, Moriah might be Jerusalem. There's good evidence it could be, but it Some people think, some scholars think it might not be because it's not quite 3 days' journey from where Abraham was. So it's only mentioned one other time in the Bible. So it's unclear if it's Jerusalem or not, but maybe it is. But he's headed there. And then once he gets there, uh, he uh, basically places the supplies of wood and the fire and all on on his son's shoulders. They get there. um, And his son asks him at one point along the way, he says in verse 6, Isaac says, we have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? In verse 8, God, uh, Abraham says, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son Abraham answered. And so he proceeds to put Isaac on the altar there on the fire and the wood and all around him. And he raises his knife and he's just about to sacrifice his son and at that moment. Verse 11, it says, The angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham replies. And in verse 12, it says, Don't lay a hand on the boy. The angel said, Don't hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You've not withheld from him, me, even your son, your only son. And at that point, uh, Abraham finds a, a ram caught close by, and they sacrifice that. Um, and then we see in verse 15, uh, the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham and he, he basically tells him because he obeyed him, uh, he didn't withhold his son, um, that he's going to do certain things because of his obedience to him. And that is pretty much the end of uh, Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 23 has one preface. It's titled, The Burial of Sarah. So, the whole chapter is about uh, Sarah passing away. It says in verse 1 when she was 127 years old, she passed away, and they were living, or they were in the land of Canaan um, in that area where she passed away. And after some time of mourning and uh, weeping, Abraham approached some of the leaders of the Hittites and he asked basically to buy some lands in a cave where he could bury his wife. Um, They, they, um, sit around and talk about it for a while, and then there's one of the fellows in the group that I guess Abraham likes that area, a guy named Ephraim. He owns a plot and Abraham uh, wants to buy it. Well, Ephraim says, hey, you can just have it. Abraham says, no, I want to pay you what it's worth, and they agree upon a price, and he gives them the money, and um, that's where he buries uh, Sarah in that cave, puts her in the cave there. And that's the end of uh, chapter 23. Genesis chapter 24. Well, this is a long chapter. It has 67 verses in the English Bible. Uh, the only topic in the uh, verse 20, chapter 24 is the wife, uh, wife for Isaac. That's the whole story. And so it starts off with um, Abraham uh, asking one of his uh, oldest servants to do a, do a favor for him, to go out and do a job. He says, I want you, and he says this, and we see this in verse uh, 2 and 3, I want you to swear to me that you'll go to my homeland and to my relatives and find a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant says, okay, if I can't find one, should I take Isaac back to live there, go back there? And Abraham, verse 6, says, no, don't take him back there. God's given us this land here. I want you to go back. And if you can't find one for a wife for some reason, then you're free from this obligation. And so that's uh, what happens. So after at this point, the servant heads out and he travels to a distant area called Arneurim. And uh, he goes there to the uh, town where Abraham's brother Nahor had settled. And he he ends up at a well. And he gets to this well and he's uh, waiting and out of nowhere, I will say, out of nowhere, shows up a young lady named Rebecca. She's, she's coming there, and so he meets Rebecca. She's the daughter of Bethuel, who happens to be the uh, son of one of Abraham's brothers, Nahor. Rebecca, we're told, is very beautiful, and the, the servant of Abraham asks for a drink of water. Rebecca's happy to do that. She gets it for him and gives water to his camels. At this point, the servant of Abraham's thinking maybe she's the one. He gives her some gifts there on the spot, and then uh, he asks, "Hey, do you have a place I can stay for the night?" So the the young girl says, "Sure, I've got a place for you to. We got a place for you to stay." She runs home and tells her family, um, particularly talks to her brother Laban. Well, Laban is a character that we'll see later on in Genesis 2 that uh, interacts with one of Isaac's boys, Jacob. But for now, Laban is there. Uh, Rebecca runs home, tells the family what happened. The man shows up. The servant shows up, uh, and he proceeds to tell the the people there why he's there, who he represents, Abraham, and what his purpose is, and how he feels like the the basically the angel of the Lord has led him here, and Rebecca's the girl for his his uh, servant son Isaac. Well, after hearing the story. Uh, the the Laban and his daddy agree that hey you know what this is obviously God the Lord has brought you here so here's Rebecca you know take her and, and let her be the wife uh, of your master's son Isaac well the servant is happy to hear that there's some issue with timing because uh, he's he wants to leave basically the next morning right away um, Laban and his mom want to hang on to Rebecca for a few days so they can give her the proper send-off. The servant's not happy about that, and they they talk about it a bit, and they agree that he can basically go with Rebecca if she wants to go. And she comes in and says, yep, I'll go with this guy. So she heads back uh, with Abraham's servant, and as they're getting close to where Abraham and Isaac live, she sees a fellow and says, hey, who's that? And the servant says, that's uh, Isaac. And then we're told in um, verse 67, and Isaac brought Rebekah into his mother's, Sarah's tent, and she became his wife. And that's the end of Genesis chapter 24. So Genesis uh, chapter 25 has several uh, stories uh, in in it. The first one is the death of Abraham. So we're told initially that Abraham remarried and they had some more other children. Um, then we're told that. Before he passed away, he gave everything he owed to his son Isaac, but he did give the other boys and other kids some gifts. And then in verse seven it says Abraham lived for 175 years, and he died at a ripe old age. And we're told it is sons Isaac and Ishmael. Ishmael was the son of Hagar and Abraham. Isaac is the son of Sarah and Abraham. They they go to the cave close to where uh, the area where Sarah was buried, and they bury. Abraham there. And then we get to uh, the second pricophy in the chapter, Ishmael's descendants, starting in verse 12. So we're basically told that um, we're told about some of Ishmael's kids, and um, we're told that these 12 sons of Ishmael became founders of 12 tribes named after them. And then in verse 17, we see that Ishmael passed away at 137 years old. And now we get to another pericope in the chapter 25. It says, the births of Esau and Jacob. Those are the two boys of Isaac and their twins. And it says in uh, verse 20, it says, when Isaac was 40 years old, he married Rebekah. We just read about Rebekah in the last chapter. And Isaac pleaded with the Lord for Rebecca to have some children. She did become pregnant. We're told that the, the two children inside of Rebecca struggled. And she prayed about this. And the Lord told her that uh, the sons will be two nations, your sons. And it, the Lord tells Rebecca that the older son will serve her younger son. Rebecca gives birth to twins in verse 24. And we're given some details on that. The first... One to come out was uh, red at birth and covered with a lot of thick hair, and she named him. They named him Esau. Then her his brother was gripping his heel, and he came out, and they named him Jacob. And it says Isaac was sixty years old when the twins were born, and that's the end of that pricfee. The next pricfee is Esau sells his birthright. We learn in this area that Esau was really good at hunting. He was kind of an outdoorsman. He was his daddy's boy. Um, but Jacob was more like his mom's boy. He had a quiet temperament, it says, and he stayed at home. We're also told that Isaac uh, loved Esau uh, because of some of those reasons, and but Rebecca loved Jacob for some of the reasons of his temperament. But one day, um, Jacob was cooking some, some food, and Esau came in. He was really hungry. He tells his brother, he says, Hey, look, I'm starving, in verse 29. Give me something, some of that stew to eat. In verse 31, Jacob says, I'll give it to you if you'll trade me your rights as a firstborn son. Well, in verse 32, Esau says, what good is that going to do me if I die? Just give me the stew. I'll give you my birth rights. And so uh, Jacob makes him swear to give it to him by oath, and that's what happens. He uh, basically gives his rights as a firstborn to his brother Jacob for that stew. And that's the end of Genesis chapter 25. So let's do a a recap, a high-level recap of what we read in Genesis chapter 21, 22, 23, 24, and 25. In Genesis chapter 21, we see the beat about the birth of um, Abraham's boy with Sarah, Isaac. And they're putting on a party for Isaac. There's his older brother. Ishmael's making some fun of him for some reason, and Sarah's upset about it, and she basically wants... Hagar, her servant, and Ishmael sent away, and so Abraham does that. And Hagar is in the, the desert there in the wilderness, and she basically thinks she's going to die because she's out of water and things aren't looking good, and the angel God comes to her and talks to her and gives her some encouragement, and she goes back home to Sarah after that. And then we're told about a, a king in the area of uh, Abimelech who we read about in chapter 20 as well. He comes with his general to make a covenant with Abraham because he knows that Abraham's obviously been blessed by the Lord and he wants to make a covenant with him. So they discuss some a whale and some other things and then they make that covenant. And that's basically the end of Genesis chapter 21. Genesis chapter 22 is all about Abraham's faith being tested. That's the whole context of about the chapter and that's where he takes... His son Isaac, because the Lord tells him to, he takes his son Isaac on a journey with some other men, and he's willing to sacrifice Isaac. And we see he's at the point of, you know, he's holding the knife over his boy, and he's ready to take his life as a sacrifice. And the angel stops him in the last minute and says, "You know, put your knife down. Don't do that. I see that. I see now that you truly fear God, because you obeyed me." And so that's basically the whole chapter of 22. It's a very well-known story about. It. Um, Abraham almost sacrificing Isaac then we get down to chapter 23 so it's not too long of a chapter it's about the burial of Sarah Sarah passes away at 127 years old Abraham finds some land in a cave he likes he negotiates with the locals to get a price for it he buys it and he buries his uh, wife in that cave that's the end of chapter 23 chapter 24 is a is all about a wife for Isaac and that's a there again, the long, long chapter of sixty-seven verses, but it's all about the story of where Abraham tells his servant, one of his servants, to go and find a, a wife for his son back in his homeland, Abraham's homeland. Mm-hmm. And so the servant does. He travels to this area and he meets a young girl, it happens to be Rebecca, at a well. They have some conversations. He ends up going to Rebecca's family's home and spend the night. And he tells the story to Rebecca's brother Laban and his whole family and Bethel who is uh, Rebecca's um, dad he he basically is convinced that Rebecca's the girl that God sent him to and he gives the the family some gifts and they pretty much agree they say yep it looks like God's led you here and uh, you know you take her and be on your way and there's some conversation with Rebecca's brother and mom and, and uh, the servant from Abraham about staying longer, maybe 10 days longer, but the servant doesn't want to do that and they leave it up to Rebecca, and she's willing to go on back with him and so she does. She travels back home to Abraham's homeland and Isaac's homeland. She sees Isaac and we're told at the end of the chapter that um, Isaac marries Rebecca. And That's That's the end of chapter 24. Next is chapter 25. We just read and we start off there. we got several topics there. We start off there with the, the death of Abraham. We see that he, uh, in verse 7, Abraham lived for 175 years and he passed away. And they, his boys buried him um, in the same cave or same area as his wife Sarah. We also learn in that pericope about Abraham getting remarried and having other children as well. And then in verse 12, we learn about Ishmael's descendants. We also learn that Ishmael passed away at 137 years old. That's in verse 17. And then we get into verse 19, the birth of Isaac and Rebekah's boys, Esau and Jacob. So they're twins, and we see that Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah. Uh, and we see there was some struggle while she was pregnant. And the Lord you know gives her some information about the boys, and we see in verse um twenty six that Isaac was sixty years old when the twins were born twin boys were born and then the last pericope is um it starts in verse twenty seven Esau sells his birthright so the boys have grown up at this point, and we we see who who the parents favor you know basically um Isaac favors Esau Rebecca favors. Jacob, they have different temperaments, the boys do, and we see that um, Esau comes back from a hunt and he's hungry, and uh, Isaac's, uh, Jacob's made some stew, and he Esau says, hey, give me some of that, and Jacob says, I will if you give me your birthright, and so that's what happens. Basically, Esau uh, swore no to give his uh, rights as a firstborn to his brother Jacob, and that ends our pericope in our chapter 25.